苦的啦，没？还苦的啦，没苦的啦，那我要苦的啦。International, national. They don't know. They don't. They don't know. They don't know. We tell stories about people, and a lot of times we tell stories about people, and we we depending on how it is, or who it is, or what it is, we write it with a certain perspective. So where I live in in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, like Harrisburg is a very、um, the city is mostly black people.、And、anytime something happens in the city, those damn black animals or like our commenters will say this stuff on our website. You know, put those monkeys back in their cages. All that's everywhere. I read something like that. No, 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 today, no, 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 no. In Missouri, I read something today. No, no, that's not important. It's not important. Like it's not important. I'm not talking about the actual detail. I'm just talking about the larger point.、Okay. So, in、uh, whenever we, in whenever something happens out in the in in the suburbs, it always ends up being, well, oh God, that poor person, or you know, like occasionally some people will have that same. Level of criticism, or will go after someone with that same ferocity. But for the most part, like it's very, it's it's a different way. So the way that we write things is different. So like if some, there was a woman that was killed in in Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania, and there, it was like the first murder in the in in that area in a long time. And we went balls to the wall on that, and we're at her funeral, at her at, at every memorial, state of her business, like everything. White lady, white lady, yeah, Holloway, okay. And 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 in 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 an area where where our readers and where the people with money are, and then someone gets killed in Harrisburg. We had we had we had there was a killing, and then there was a sh-、uh, and then there were like five shootings in a weekend. And this, this happened like Thursday to Thursday to Saturday or Sunday. I got sent out on Monday to go and find more information and figure out what was happening. On Monday, I got sent out. Now this woman gets killed in Mount Gretna, and they're like, "We weren't there 20 minutes after it happened. Big deal." I got I got sent out on Monday after, and the guy got killed Thursday night. And I just happened to see like his the people that were in the car with him and his brother, and I got decent stuff. So we like, and that's why I do it because we're we're like the media specifically is conditioned to look at. Look at the certain people as insiders and other people as outsiders. So I would never ever do that. I mean, it's part of the thing that I really enjoy about working at Foot Action. I interact with people who, in some cases, I mean, I, I'll just point it out there point blank. Like whenever, whenever it was tax time or the first of the year, that's our peak season because people get their tax money. What do they do? They buy Jordans. I had somebody literally come in with a rush card and try to buy eight <laughs> pairs of shoes. The rush card didn't work. And then he couldn't buy the shoes. Well, he was kind of flippant. Like, that, that sounds like that's reasonable. If you have a rush card, you should be hustling. And no, 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 they were all they were they were all they were all the same size and picked out by him. No, he was he was he was trying to ball and he didn't have it. And, oh, and he just had bad credit. Maybe he's got maybe he's got cash. He got bad credit. Go ahead. Yeah, but but the point is the point is like 
the, we there is a way that people look at things and look down on the things that black people do and i would i that's why i don't need it like i don't have a problem with people like a street culture because it, it's just like people the kids who fantasize and like love the sopranos or or scarface can't tell you how many people i know love scarface beyond the fact that it's an awesome movie it's ridiculous yeah. um and and it's like I, I, what, it has, what's it has terrible you? messaging. It has terrible yeah. messaging. Like if you're even and in the business person, day, like don't don't be Tony Montana. Yeah. What? And at the end of the day, what's the difference between Scarface and Tupac? At the end of the day, and like we'll turn Tupac into <laughs> villain, but Scarface is like this guy that we should all try. And like I can't. Everybody's house I went to in college had a Scarface poster. Okay. What well, message does that say? I would. I, I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean it derogatory uh, like i wish more people had had an interest in street culture because like maybe kurt that's and that's my point like maybe kurt is that person and maybe oh, he, he is, is getting that's paid. why we're still working and maybe and if you would have read that document i sent you i think this conversation would be much more sense because that entire project is about gentrification and getting people to care more about what's going on in the streets but and it's it, it's part of the thing like i i and that, that was like you you had me listen to that conversation i actually did and i took the time to listen to it and i'm i'm, I'm like there's it's kind of like uh it's like if you watch king of the hill like if you watch king of the hill like boomhauer is probably the most profound character on that show but a boomhauer has like the the biggest drawl and then like he says all kinds of dangle and all this other stuff blah 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 and you lose, like, if you don't pay attention to what he's saying, you lose the message. And I've right. always been a firm believer. I got, I've got, I got into it a lot in college with people because I'm, a, I'm straightforward. I'll tell you like I think it is, and like I'm, I'm backing off of it a little bit because, like, at the end of the day, like, if I say something to you and you get mad, or if I say something to Kaylee and she gets mad, or I say something to my mom and she gets mad, like, at the end of the day, they still got to deal with me. Then everybody still has to. And I don't want to, I don't want to destroy those relationships in order because like there's a there's positivity but or there's a potential for positivity and i used to get into people with all the time or with into it with people all the time because it's like i would be like the, the lone black journalist at the at the student newspaper or one of or or one of two and i'd be like so what are you guys doing next like how do you make this hit with campus how do you do this and they'd be like get out of my face like why are you like just let us be happy for what we or let us you know celebrate what we do have and i'm like i am but like you know, you do realize, like, you're trying to be like all of the other people or you're going up against this other mainstream culture. And part of the reason why they keep, they keep, an, not, not an oppression necessarily, but why they stand, they stay on top is because they've already thought about those things and they have that, those systems and institutions in place. Um, and I want to go, clear, you, I, you, you're saying you were talking to white people at the place. No, they, no, they no, black students, young black students. And they were, and what were they apathetic about? They were apathetic about doing more, like because their thing was we should be happy with the fact that we have, like we're able to put on an event or do this. And I'm like, dog, y'all need to be doing more. Like I don't mean it like you didn't do a good job, but I mean it like how do you keep going? How do and uh, hold on a second because I need to. Um, oh, you you tweeted something perfect today. Just or retweeted something from uh, Yoli Ryder, and it was it was great. White people, no one is asking to apologize for your ancestors. We are yeah, asking for like the systems that you built and maintained. And right. it's like, 
that that is a, that is very well put, and it's absurd. It, it's absolutely because no one's going to give up their power, especially people who don't know that they have power or know that they have control. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. So it's incumbent upon people like us to destroy those systems. And it's uh, I I I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna and I and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking. I wanted that. I wanted to get your understanding of that and get that answer. And it's like. Um, there's a it's it's stupid it's awful and I I can't remember which specific um uh uh big like Renaissance not Renaissance um Enlightenment era novel it's based on but there's an anime Lelouch of the uh, Revolution uh, Code Geass Lelouch's Revolution and one like it's it's stupid but it's it's great at the same time because like one of them the one of the main characters like his goal is to like just crash the system and screw everything up and mess with it and the other one's like no i'm gonna work within the system i'm gonna tear it from on the inside and that's why like i've always been a fan of multiple approaches like i wish that martin and malcolm would have got to work together because you need both you need they both and, it's like, and that's well it may be like i mean i know i've read that they were about to but who knows what would have happened like if things would have got to play out all right uh, and that's why I say, like, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't believe and respect in what you're doing. I'm just trying to understand because, like, I I understand that my approach is not the only way to go. Like, I'm not somebody who's fake and funny, Duddy, but I am very much establishment. And a lot of my friends who know who have lear- lear- learned me over years know that it's not like an establishment. Like, oh, he's trying to be bourgeoisie. It's like, oh, he's like goes in there and he says whatever the fuck he wants to like when he gets in there and tells people it's like i like i used to do diversity stuff on my campus and i replaced people who were on the on there and i looked at the people who they, i was replacing or was going in with and i'm like oh you ain't helping shit because they would tell the people they would tell the white people what they want to tell them and i'm like yeah it's not quite that's not quite how it works and it's like I'm I I I get it. Like I'm much I feel more comfortable well, I won't say more comfortable. I I'm I'm one of two ways. I'm either in shorts and Jordans or a hoodie or like I are or really comfortable like dressed up in a suit. That's like I, I do function in the in the middle, but I those are my two most comfortable um atmospheres. Okay. You're not like that. You function better in the hey, middle. And I hold appreciate on, hold that. On. Hold on, Like, if we were to walk into a room at the same time, 
even with you being light skinned and me being dark skinned, you would probably fit in better with the street people. <laughs> yeah, you, I, we, we could walk. We, we could both walk through the bluff right now, and I would feel more comfortable with you. I know that for a fact. But no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I, you would be better received. That's a totally. Those are two totally different things. Well, I think the, I think the reception would have to do with our approach to with how we were walking in there. I think, and I've been there with several friends who were not comfortable there, and I've been there with friends who were chilling. And at the end of the day, the way you're received is about how you, the energy you're giving off. Because reception, you have to be giving something off. But my, I hear you. I, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but I I do think. I've, I have an answer for, um, for your question that is not defensive, um, but is a little reflective, I think. Um, you know my parents, you know both my parents. You know my dad's approach to things, and you know my mother's approach to things. I think you understand my dad's approach a little better, but you, you get my mom too. But, um, both of them were very, adamant about um, getting me and my sister into the establishment that you're talking about. Um, so that, and that's one of the reasons I didn't get to see the family as much as you did growing up. Cause it was like we, well, first of all, you know, my dad's work had something to do with it, but the priorities were placed on that. Um, they were placed on the school systems we were in. That's something I've heard about my entire life and didn't really realize that other parents weren't thinking like that. But everywhere we moved, if we were to ask why we chose that place, my mother would be like, because they got the best school system in the area, best public school systems in the area, because they weren't paying to send us to school. But um, but what I'm saying is they, they put in all this effort to get us to the suburbs and to get us away from street culture. You know, my dad only really experienced it as a, as a like a young adult, more so through work. But my mom actually did grow up in an urban environment, and that is that still very much defines who she is. So both of them, though, made an effort to, to raise me and my sister away from that. But um, what I noticed as we were growing up was that there was no more hope in the suburbs than there is in the hood. Uh, although there, there's less physical harm, there's less immediate danger in some ways. Um, the same aggressions from, we should just call it racism. We call it racism. I guess that's been the accepted term now. But those same aggressions from that they still exist and, and they exist in a crazier way. I don't know if my parents used to tell you the horror stories of my elementary school years, but a lot of that simply had to do with the, the, ener the levels of energy that I had naturally were not, were above and beyond my white peers. And that caused problems. And it was the type of thing where I was made to be a problem child when looking back, I, I was exposing the things now that are treated as gifts. So I'm saying all that to say, um, I don't really place any value on in the establishment because I've gotten to grow up in it and the entire time I've been in it it's been made clear to me that oh I I'm here to to represent the ideas and energies that are not able to get here so like you were saying even um, being in certain rooms in certain environments even my current job which is probably the most extreme which is super established super mainstream like I still don't know how to have a fire yet but you just based off my appearance and the stuff I tweet about. But overall, I've come to realize that my purpose is not to fit into the establishment. Like that's the same way, you know, Jay so cracked, so we wouldn't have to do that. Like my dad did that. Like I saw, I saw the ways in which my dad had to 
not repress himself, but refine himself. Um, and you know, he didn't compromise himself at all because that's dude, he's just a fly dude. He liked dressing nice and looking like money, walking in places smiling, you know, charming white people, all types of stuff, making making white people mad. Like like I I, I recognize or hating hating as white people. I'm not. There's no racism involved with what I was saying, but just like he knows how to deal with that energy where I really have, have seen, like it's been proven to me and others, including Kurt, but a lot of people I've worked with in my career have kind of shown me like, I need to keep doing what I'm doing because nobody else is capable of doing it. And nobody else is capable of speaking to who I speak to in the way I do it and then bringing it to the forefront the way I can. So. There's no, to me, when, when you talk about all these, these decisions, okay. Oh, I, I'll be in a second. So, when it comes to these decisions, like, um, even the decision saying to not be in college, you know, all my parents went to college. A lot of the people I'm going to college with now and, and, and the people who are, are most motivated by it and, 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 and really feel like it's a blessing, either they're forced to be here by their parents or they truly feel like this is a blessing and a gift. I never felt that way. I was forced, I, I was raised my entire life. You're going to college, your job is to get into college. I wasn't allowed to have a job in high school because my, I was told my job is to get into college. Eventually I was able to get a, a little dishwashing job at a Jamaican restaurant, but for the most part that was instilled in me. And once I got to college, I was like, oh, they're not teaching me shit either. This is high school extended. And after this, I'm gonna go get a job. The problem was I already had a job in my industry. I had already worked at the top rap magazine. The, the place I would want to work was a degree anyway. I had already gotten, you know, been able to work my, talk my way into HBO, which is to this day, if I'm going to work for somebody, that would be the dream job. So for me, these decisions really are rooted in my awareness of my privilege and my awareness of, you know, what my parents had me for you know the sacrifices they made you know my mom it still had a compromise who she is and, and it makes a lot of people uncomfortable black and white so i've grown up around that and i think you can tell even by how my parents were when i was younger i could give a fuck about how either side receives my energy all i know is that my energy does change the room and it changes whoever it touches so i'm not, i just can't stop doing that but even when it becomes detrimental to me, like I have, I have made poor decisions, but ultimately I don't regret any of them because I've seen the results and the results have been positive. So even if they weren't positive for me, they're positive on the whole. So that's really how I measure these things, and, and I think we measure them differently because even when I, you know, I started talking about O'Reilly and stuff like that, I was saying that because it's like the same way if we were to, you know, I recommend everyone watch the and Dame Dash on Bill O'Reilly but, but if you look at the way they were being characterized and then you consider you know their rebuttals that's how I was talking like, you're, you're not really uh, you're not really making points beyond your perceptions and just the same way Bill O'Reilly had never listened to Cameron's music or taken the time to, to recognize you know Damon Dash's incredible entrepreneurial spirit there's still, you, you know, you still haven't read Curtis's book. So your your lack of understanding or your criticism about those things, to me, it's just like it can't. I'm not. I'm not really gonna. I can't hear it. And when and when you 
and when I am called on certain things, which I appreciate, like I love having conversations like this. Not enough people are confident enough with their words to have these conversations. So I appreciate you attempting to call it out, but when something like that is called out, and I feel like it's not, it's not done in like a uh, with a real understanding. That that is why I got, you know, a little sensitive about it. I'll even say I wasn't upset, but I definitely am even a little offended that like whether it's you, you know, whether it's my close friend Darian, whether it's people I've had romantic relationships with, like. I expect people to get it. There's a reason we're tight. There's a reason we're doing this podcast. There's a reason that you and I are friends that we're friends. There's a reason that you was attracted to me, you're attracted to me. And to expect me to not be that person anymore is kind of, to me, it's offensive. It's like, what What are you really saying? But I think we all go through that, and it's really a matter of people wanting the best for me. So what I will say is I appreciate it, but please don't hold your breath for me to go to college or for me to even denounce a lot of the things that that we've discussed you know today whether it's the way Alan and I approach the game of basketball whether it's the way Curtis Snow approaches life whether it's the way Jay-Z has approached his past and future um, business moves like I I'm very I'm very rooted in what I believe about those things like there's, there's really no argument that's going to change them all I require take the time to analyze them and understand that because like I understand why you like Jays I just don't like Jays but I get it you know what I mean I also understand why you're choosing to work in Harrisburg I wouldn't myself do it but I, I also am out here working in Columbia Missouri so I can't well, here, here, here's the thing here's where where, where I would where I, I hope that you and other people kind of understand and maybe reassess where you're coming from or how you're coming from the the approach that you're taking in what you're doing so i i would say that i for the longest didn't see any value in a college education and even while i was doing it and started excelling and doing well i didn't see it and value it but once i was done i was like oh no this certifies that i am able to do things and and it's something that i can take with me certifiable not just like because not everyone's going to want to get you in a room not everyone is going to take the time to get to interview you or to get to know you or to take interest in what you are who you are what you're doing so and that's kind of where like i i get what you're saying about like not understanding curtis or cameron but there's a difference between or or, or, or not understanding dane dash and cameron but there's a difference between like like I've consumed the Curtis stuff that is available to me in a in a way that is accessible. So like I've consumed his movie. I enjoyed his movie. That was that was great. His movie his is the is best not, movie that's come out in the past five years. And I haven't well, seen okay. a movie since okay. that I haven't seen a movie since that I would really put on the same level. I've been completely okay. bored with Hollywood okay. right. and I've been completely Calvin, bored. Calvin. Hold on, hold on, let me finish my point. You're missing the point. We're missing I've been the point. completely bored with television. HBO included. Calvin, we're missing the point. The point I, is, I just wanted to make that point. Go ahead. That's fine. Okay. The point is that is that is something like it, it, it to not know Damon like Damon Dash is a business is a businessman. Cameron is one of the was one of the preeminent rappers in the game for quite some time. So Snow on the Block is the longest running movie on Netflix. 
in case you were about to act like he's not on the platform. No, I'm saying his book. I consumed his movie. I enjoyed his movie. His book is not not on that level. So for you to say I should have consumed this, I mean, maybe I should have consumed it on the level that, you know, I'm doing it out of respect to you. But at the end of the day, it'd be like if you if I said you should watch this anime and you never watched it, it's like okay, you didn't, you know like it, there's there's but, but, a certain but level. If I started coming at you about liking anime and that because I have stuff I've never been into, that would be one thing. It's funny because you and D are, are the two people I know who love like Dragon Ball Z and anime, and I have never even had an ounce of interest in that shit like at all. So what I'm saying is I would never question that in you. You know what I mean, or why you like it, or imply things. Oh, no, but you also, but it also wouldn't be something that you. It it also wouldn't be something that you that you and you would question it. First off, no, I I wanted to put me on. I I wanted to be put on, and I remember you trying to give me watch, but at a certain point, like, oh, I really just don't like this shit. Like, it's not exactly, exactly, and and it's like, and and that's the thing. It's like you can't like for a, a book is something totally different than something that you watch and consume passively. Oh, I know. I didn't read that book. That's why there's errors in it. And, uh, like, so yeah, like, it's not the the same level of comparison. But the the most important point that I wanted to make is, so, one of the things that really bothers me about our culture as a whole, and I don't mean, like, black people, I mean, like, our culture, like, American culture right now. We complain about things but we don't do anything to anything to fix them. So, like, let's say Oscar So White comes along, or you know, we talk about how there isn't minority representation in um, sports front offices, or there aren't enough black people representing people as elected officials, like, or whatever. Like, and I, I and I just made a whole bunch of minority examples, but like, or or like Bernie, people, or or politics in general, larger politics. We don't have a president that stands for what we believe in, or, you know, like these clothes. People complain about like, oh, well, these clothes they don't fit us, and uh, you know, we want clothes that are more. Rep- so there's two ways to do that, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You could start your own clothing brand or your own party, political party, or your own grassroots organization, or your own community action network or whatever. You can start all that, or you could go into those systems that are already there and make those systems respect you. Because at the end of the day, like even like until until there was a serious economic impact, the civil rights movement didn't have as much power as it did. You know, because you have to hit, you have to make people, you have to reach people on their own terms and on their own level. So, like, I'm not saying you specifically, but like, let's say. Let's say people are like, oh, I'm a filmmaker and I don't want to make films that are marketable to the masses. I'm going to make films that are marketable to the people that I want them to be marketable to. Well, how do you ever expect people to respect those if, like, if you acknowledge that there's an implicit bias, how do you ever expect people to change their mind if you don't step into their world? And I recognize that and and I recognize, like, and this is, this is the part, this is the part of life that I'm, I I haven't been able to figure out and articulate because I totally understand why you wouldn't ask the victim to better understand the um, the oppressor 
But on some level, because of the way that the problems are in this country, be they economic, racially, um, religiously, ethnically, whatever, those things, you have to take that approach almost. And I don't mean it like in a submissive way. I, I heard, I was listening to something over the weekend where nonviolence doesn't mean that you have to be a punk and turn the other cheek. Like nonviolence can be a very strong and, um, a strong and aggressive stance on its own. And it's like, we have to take approaches that are, that are strong and aggressive while also saying like, and that's why I say like, I'll go into a room and I'll say the stuff that people aren't going to say. And it's not like I'm this, you know, like I grew up okay like not well off we weren't rich but like i grew up okay and in growing up okay like i was exposed to better things like we moved halfway across the country and took trips and saw people and i i generally do and see things like with a larger worldview and hopefully i'll get to a point where my larger worldview will expand beyond even this country or this continent and it's like that's kind of that's the approach like I don't, it, 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 it goes back to religion. Like we always got taught to be in the world and but not of the world. And I mean, I'm kind of of the world now, so I can't really say like that I've listened totally. But like the idea was that you understood what was going on in the world around you. You understood why it was, why it was so powerful or popular or compelling or whatever. And you still stuck to your principles and stuck to who you were. And I mean, in that case, it's religion, it's, it's faith, it's the Bible. But in the larger scheme, it's like, I understand the white world. I understand what's going on in the white world. I understand, or, or, or the larger, like, cultural world. I understand those things. But how do I make that world better understand me and how do I work better within it? So, like, I, I just, I just, I just wish more people, because generally the people who try to stay out of the system, and I'm not saying you, but they're the ones that are first to complain about how the system's rigged. Well, you have to understand this is we have to change the system and fix the system or, or, or challenge the system. And I'm not saying, that, and that's why I say not you specifically, because I think you are challenging the system. But I think a lot of people don't challenge the system in, the, in, in their approach. It's like, yeah, uh, Stacey Dash was saying, well, if we got rid of the BET awards, like, you know, maybe people will respect it. No, Stacey, that's not how that works. They, we would, we wouldn't have any awards on our own level. And then the Oscars would still be so white. But if it's an issue of like, all right, Tyler Perry has these movies and Tyler Perry begins to start casting Sofia Vergara and Tyler Perry begins to start like marketing and, and budgeting for bigger audiences and different people. Yeah, it's still Tyler Perry, but he understands like, how the heck else am I ever going to change it? And that's why I've always respected Tyler Perry and what he does. Because Tyler Perry, even even if you don't agree with what he does or how he does it or why he does it, he has bigger goals. And he understands what is at stake with what he's doing. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people take that stuff into account when they do what they're doing. I hear that. Well, I'm somebody who is very aware of those things. Um, and like you said, yeah, pretty much everything I've done, like, I don't know how to do anything but challenge the system, and, and I hope my upbringing makes, makes that make sense. But I really never been put, placed into a system that I fit into, or that had ever seen anything or anyone like me. So it's kind of just my natural mode is, okay, I'm going to fuck this, fuck this system up.
they don't, they don't know, they don't know. International, national, national.